1: 351 0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.
2: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner kia movement that inspires call 800-333-4 kia for details
3: always drive safely limited inventory available warranties include 10-year 100,000 mile powertrain and five-year 60,000 mile basic warranties are limited see retailer for details
4: as important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner
5: gene gene photo gene was good
3: This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio.
7: This is the Almost Famous Podcast. Yes, we're here again. So much to break down. I think this episode, Ashley, is worth breaking down. We have to. That's kind of our jobs. But the hot goss, as they say around the world, uh, is really interesting this week as well. So, Ashley, you watched. You enjoyed. I watched.
0: I did enjoy
7: you like this episode, huh? Um
0: you know, I think there was as there has been a, a little bit of like dragging out certain situations, like maybe with Zach. I thought we were gonna get more tea from the Zach situation. We did not uh, but there was there was um scoop, yeah, there was definitely like a lot to ponder.
7: I feel like I spent this whole episode pondering, Ashley. I spent this whole episode <laughs> trying to figure out what in the heck was going on. I mean, I get the general themes, Zach, something, but like we don't still know exactly what happened in the fantasy suite that made Zach go, I saw a different person. I mean, that's a big statement is I fell in love with you on the show. And then I go to the fantasy suites and something happened in that room that made him go, you aren't the same human I've known through this whole process. It happened so clearly enough to him that he walks out.
0: I'm confused. I'm confused by his like terminology. So he goes, "You weren't the bat, or like you were the Bachelorette Rachel, not the Rachel that I got to know." So does that mean like that he thinks like what's the difference between the Bachelorette Rachel and the Rachel that he knows? Because you'd think they've been on camera the entire time. So wouldn't the terms be different? Wouldn't Bachelorette Rachel be the one with the cameras around, and then the real Rachel be the one without cameras around?
7: Which he might've fallen in love with the one with cameras around. I mean, he said yeah. he used the line. And the only reason I can say that, Hey, this might, we might be onto something is he used the line of acting. He said, I'm, he said, it's good acting maybe. And so I think he felt like he knew somebody on the bachelorette in front of cameras, they get behind closed doors and whatever happened in that eight to nine hours behind closed doors made him go, you've been acting this whole time. It was weird. But again, And I feel like this might be a misstep this whole season is we don't really know. So assumptions have to be made. Uh, We have to kind of read between the lines and I don't love that. I would rather a Claire Carly situation where we're like, no, this is what you said. This (laughs) is what you did. This is why I'm leaving. Instead. We're sitting here going, okay. Uh, At least at the first part of the episode i I don't know who's not side I'm on, but I just don't know where I stand because I really don't know what happened.
0: um, I think that Zach is being a gentleman and not really revealing what happened. I think there's something happening. He's trying to be respectful. I don't think I don't think it happened? was sexual, actually. Um, I don't even think it got there with them in the fantasy suite. but again, assumptions. I think that he's just kind of trying not to blame he's i not trying, he's trying, to throw trying her not the bus. to use like yeah he's not exactly to blame her whether for it's whether it's him continuingly to use the word acting or like a, a, a front a show blah, blah blah that could be it like maybe he just felt like her personality was totally different um if there was a specific situation again i just don't think he's gonna bring up Either any of these things, because I think he's being a gentleman. Um, but I also, between reading between the lines, because you were talking about how, like, we, ha- we have to do that. I think our assumption on last week's podcast is definitely right. I think she just wasn't that into him. And then once she was in privacy in some place that was supposed to be intimate, she was like, Oh, I can't hide this anymore. Like I'm a little bit grossed out. I got the ick. Um, I, I I can't fake it with this guy anymore.
7: Okay. I mean, that's fair. And I, and I do, I, I don't think we're far off. Um, you know, I don't know how I feel. This is a weird scenario because you're on national television uh, it is not only a pursuit to find love, but it is also a an entertainment for the viewer. And from my perspective, it felt even weirder to me, Ashley, that Zach came out on stage and it was kind of like, everything's good. I made a mistake, he said. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry if I confused you.
0: I felt like that was to- that conversation was like a total reiteration of what happened when he left.
7: But now she's good with it. But now she's like, okay, cool. Like let's hug and everything's good. I'm glad you're doing well. Pat you on the back. Have a good one. I, it just felt <laughs> it felt like there was so much missing. I don't know if I wanted them to battle it out on stage and to argue and to get into details. I mean, you know, that's up to the two of them, and we're here just to watch, I guess. But I just felt I watched it and said I don't I didn't get anything new out of their conversation last night. It was five minute filler for me that when I, you know that I missed Kimmel. Yeah, for. that's
0: what I mean. It was like a reiteration.
7: So, okay, Zach leaves at the top of the episode. Right, uh, right away, he's gone. Another person breaks Rachel's heart. Is there a, is there something? And we've been able to talk to both Gabby and Rachel on this podcast but I'm starting to feel like we're missing something because I Whoa, feel like,
0: wait, what do you mean? Breaking heart. You think that she's broken hearted by Zach leaving? You know, that she was going to eliminate him. I do think that she, or an ego bruise, like she, ego. a ego. heartbreak and an
7: ego bruise. Yeah. ego. Uh, you know, this yes. isn't the first time she's been broken up with by, or somebody's yeah. left by a guy that she's not into. Her ego is in question. She said the line, yeah. uh, I'm tired of going through these moments. You're right. She's the one that's typically getting hurt. Here, or at least she's not having control here all right he's
0: so cute. I think you can keep TD doing it as long as he's not bothering you. I think it's adorable.
7: He's not bothering me. okay, so okay, either way you want to frame it. He leaves uh and she has no control over that. I just don't know what we're missing is the question I want to ask is why are these guys maybe so hesitant? What are they seeing that we're not? I mean, I, I, we've met both of these bachelorettes. We've been able to uh, talk to them. We've seen them throughout the season. I think they're both catches. I think they both are um, fun and outgoing. I don't think this was Rachel's best episode. And we can talk about that here in a bit. I think there were some moments where I was like, eh, I don't know, <laughs> um, but what are these guys seeing that we're not? Because these feel like to me and, may, and and Ashley tell me if I'm wrong. They feel like they're sometimes coming out of nowhere. Like, they feel like they're getting they're, these relationships are ending, and instead of the contestants being the ones surprised and hurt, it's the leads being surprised and hurt, and that's a weird dynamic to me.
0: That is weird. We've had more. I think there's been more heartbreak from the girls getting broken up with than the guys this season. Yeah. Huh? Um. Do Do I have a theory on this? Yeah. What, what, I mean, what
7: What's your initial reaction to that? Because it's a theme well, I, this season. I, if I we like it or it's, not.
0: I think this is brutal what I'm about to say. Okay. But you're sweet and you say we've met them, but like we've met them for 20 minutes on our podcast and that we've seen a TV version of them. Yeah. So we don't really know them and we don't really know like their readiness for a relationship. I just feel like going off of this episode, I really feel like we're I mean, Gabby, you know, Gabby's fine. Gabby, I feel like she she's She's ready, right? She's mature. She's older. She's ready. Um, right after this episode, uh, I'm like, I, I think Rachel might need to do some... Uh, a little bit more like growing up. I don't know. It's I see myself a lot in her as a 26-year-old. She's 26. When I started this whole show, I was 26. And I think that I got a lot of great experience in growing from the show. And that might be what is gonna happen for her like Mm. she she may not be ready for the engagement now um but like this show will help prepare her for the future and for that situation
7: that's fair too i mean that's not even like a a massive diss on rachel it's like hey you gave this thing a shot at 26 but this episode and we'll talk about these things later highlighted a few areas that for a viewer and for twitter especially um we were, I guess I was a little bit thrown off by, and I would love to talk to her and hear why she said and did the things she did, because maybe she can help us make sense of it. But this episode was not her best uh, moments, and it was not a great way of handling um, some some very serious conversations. Gabby's kind of flying under the radar here. This episode yeah. was like not a Gabby uh, episode at all. In fact, her date with Eric, was what, like, four minutes at the end of the episode? It was nothing.
0: We had the home date, we had a family it. date, and that was it. It was, like, maybe a collective, like, 20 minutes. I also just want to say about the Rachel situation, I'm, like, the last person to talk here, because, like, I have dealt with situations in real life and on this show so emotionally, and, like, whenever I have, like, a serious conversation, like, it's hard for me not to cry, So I can't fault her if like her go-to is to be like a little bit just like overly emotional, right? Like that's fine. Like some of us deal with it like that. But in this situation, I feel like it would have really been helpful for her to be like, okay, I'm really emotional right now. I need to take a break from this and come back and think about it. Because then you can come back in my, at least like in my body and... Kind of figure things out and come back with a cooler, calmer head and, and not cry so much. And yeah. just to be so thrown off as she was in a couple moments with Aiden.
7: See, and, and the, the emotion isn't the thing that throws me off at all, Ash. Like, I'm more emotional than most men. I know that, right? I cry often. I cry over big things. I cry over little things. I cried a lot during the show, uh, over just moments that hit you differently, or that remind you of something in the past, or that concern you, I cry, uh, and so the crying and the emotion, uh, I could, I, I'm cool. Like I get it. it. It, it's meaning something to you.
0: But do you think that sometimes it hinders your communication skills? Because that's what I know that Jared would argue with me is like sure. sometimes, like I can't be clear mm. about my what I'm feeling because, like in that moment, I'm so over, like worked out,
7: yeah. Well, that was a, that was the ending to that statement was the thing that I'm confused by are the words being used and the motivation behind those words where, you know, I think this episode, especially it was, why are you trying, where are you trying to get with these guys? What are you trying to tell them? What are you trying to show them? You know, you're saying things that's making them be put into a corner that I don't know if they need to be put into instead of having an adult conversation where you're both just expressing where you're at, what you feel, what you need, what you think. Now it becomes a blame game, and I think that is a really odd communication style. Emotion, cool with it, but if you yeah. turn that emotion to be the driving force behind the words that you're using just so that you can feel better or that you can cure these emotions that are living inside of you, that's where it gets troublesome, I would say. It's it's troublesome when you speak from a place of simply reaction and emotion and not some logic and thought and some idea of, hey, I care about the person sitting across from me. Where am I actually, what am I actually trying to say? Like, where am I trying to take this relationship? And this episode felt like it was from starting with Zach, really, and that conversation. I know it was done already. Nope, you know, she was cool with it. He was obviously wanting to go into then the AVEN scenario. It felt like the driving force behind each conversation was, I want to make you feel bad and wrong for the way you're feeling yeah and it's like totally.
0: what How, yeah a little a little why? uh people hate say that i say this term um in the in a wrong way but i mean i that is gaslighting whatever yeah. isn't that the term right that yeah, you're you were making try. like I mean, flipping the feelings i, mean, I don't know to... whatever I'm, let's not even use the word she's definitely flipping the situation a little bit um Okay, but let let's set up the scene with with Aven for yeah. a minute. So we meet the family. She's like so thrilled, so excited about them meeting him. She's basically saying like he's Mister Perfectly. Like I can't find a flaw in this guy. And after this episode, I feel like all of us as an audience, like we still can't find a flaw. He's like I get we get to know Aven more in this episode, like we predicted last week. And oh my gosh, what a what a guy, what a catch. Yeah. And um, okay, so here's the situation. She, he meets the family, everything's going swimmingly until he's sitting down with, are those friends or siblings? Uh, friends. friends. Friends, okay. And they're asking him about his readiness to propose and he kind of says for the first time he wants to propose to her one day, but it may not be like in a couple days. And, you know, all of us at home are, it's, we're all like logically, we're like, yeah, this is, this makes sense. Like, that's fine. He doesn't have to feel ready to propose right now. But at the same time, we're like, we know this show. We know that you're like a villain if you're not ready to propose. And it is hilarious. The difference between last week seeing Jason break up with Gabby because or whatever you want to say who break up with who in that situation. But him, but Jason say, I'm not ready to get engaged. Like, there's no way to Avon's approach to the same situation because Jason looked awful last week. We were like, I don't like Jason anymore. He was leading her on. He was never being honest. And then with Avon, it's it's totally different. Ben, why do you think that is besides the fact that they're like obviously like two different people with like one seems pretty cold in communication style and then Avon seems very warm in his communication style.
7: Well, I think there's a lot. Um I mean, there's a lot of reasons why it's different in just how we perceive it. The, the I mean, in my opinion, the one is uh, the whole show, Jesse, uh, Rachel production tried to make it look like even messed up here. Right. And we're they all
0: did and they failed. They
7: failed. They failed. <laughs> they failed. I, I thought they really misread the situation uh, and they made. I don't know if they made him, but even then comes out and apologizes, which is such a weird thing to do and, and not yeah. exactly um, fitting for the the things that we saw. Maybe there is more behind the scenes, but the reason that they wanted to feel like even was in the wrong because they claim at some point, David said, I'm ready for an engagement. His response to that was I am ready for an engagement and I'm not ready to leave you, Rachel. I care about you. I can't picture a life without you. I just don't think this is the environment in which I can propose to somebody. I want to see your house in Florida. I want to see your life. I want to start a family with you. I just don't want to start that process here on this show. And so we watch this logically. Like I've said every year, Ashley, is I don't care if this show ends in an engagement. In fact, I like the seasons when it doesn't because I know now where the people are at walking forward and we can celebrate them just being a couple. But I really love it when they do get engaged Because then I know you're ready. This is, you've prepared, like you've prepared for this. For whatever reason, this show has brought you two together and you feel like you know all the things you need to know to lead you into an engagement. That's cool too. Both are cool. Mm -hmm. And Avon, I think, was being so brutally honest with both the family and the friends and Rachel that we watched it and said, Rachel, what are you missing here? This man is telling you that he cares about you. This man is telling you he does not want to leave you. This man is telling you that he is in it for you. And yet you sit there and say, you can't give me what I want. And he's saying, what do you want then? And she says, I want somebody to, to care for me. And he's like, "I well, I do. I, I care for you. I want for somebody her. ready for an engagement. And he's like, yeah. I am ready for an engagement. I didn't lie to you when I said that. When I, when I said that, it just I never said here and now. And so we're yeah. watching this going, Rachel's telling him he's wrong and that he's betrayed her or whatever. And he's saying, how have I betrayed you? And she says, and he's like, no, I actually just said that I care about you. I actually just said I'm ready for you. I actually just said that I, that I want to start a family with you. You're just, it's just not on the timeline that you desire, Rachel. You're not maybe going to get engaged at the end of this show. And is that what you want more than what, than a successful and healthy relationship? Maybe, maybe that's what she had to say is, well, hey, here's the deal. I know you care about me. I know we're great together. But what I really want is for my engagement to be on this show. And he's like, well, I can't give you that. And then they had a disagreement. That could, that could have happened, but that never got brought up. It was more of like a, you've betrayed me. You've led me along. And he's like, ah. I don't know. I'm not seeing it that way. But yet, and and then I'll stop because I've kind of ranted here.
0: No, no, I love it.
7: And yet, he still is the one to apologize. And so I throw it back to you, Ashley. Did you feel like he needed to apologize? As often and as much as he did for everything, it feels like he said and did. I never felt like, I guess I never felt like he had needed to apologize. And I don't know what he was apologizing for other than maybe just not being more open and honest with her sooner.
0: That's why he was apologizing. I want to know whether or not the apology was something that he wanted to do or something that production encouraged him to do in order to look better on the the live show. I and mean, I do think that they're perhaps... No, no. Well,
7: no, I'm just... Then they misread it.
0: Well, that's what I mean. Like... Were we, like you said, you think that their thought yeah. was that the audience was going to be against him and upset for Rachel that she felt let on, um, and that wasn't the that wasn't the case from the audience. I even did a poll last night on Instagram. Yeah. I was like, what did I say? Um, we we like even more after this episode, right? And yeah. Ah, ninety percent of people said that they didn't like even more after this episode.
7: Well, I think okay. then there was—I think that's exactly what they were trying to do because Jesse's wording, even Ashley, if you listen to yep. it, was making even out to be the bad guy. Uh, it was making it was taking Rachel and being like, you know, are you're so hurt? Uh, that was shocking. That was thrown off. Did you feel like that yeah. was a twist and a turn? And so Jesse, and, and that's and I like Jesse. I think he's filled in well. Um, I think he's a good host of this show. I don't mm-hmm, I, I, I but I do feel like that was a moment where I was watching this episode. I was like, Jesse, you're you are not believable right now. Like the words that you're saying are not fitting what we just watched. You're trying to to twist us and frame this in a light that nobody here is seeing. And I haven't talked to one person that watched last night's episode and I have a a good solid group of some past contestants and some some producer friends that say that last night's episode really favored Rachel. It it everybody was like, I don't understand what was why she was so upset and why he was then apologizing, except for maybe the show wanted it that way.
0: Avon is too good of like a soul, yeah of a person for them to even be able to get away with choosing Rachel in the side because like he was shining in those moments because, like, he couldn't mess up because, like, he's too good to, like, actually mess up because it wasn't an act or it wasn't, like, there was nothing fake about what he was saying. Like, he was, it was authentic that he really did want a future with her, just maybe not the ring on the finger. And, like, the bottom line, the big issue here is that she just wanted a ring on her finger. To her, that was love. To yeah. him, that was not the declaration of love.
7: Well, and yeah. And then my final thing was, hey, Avon apologized, even if the show wanted him to. He did it, right? We The show can tell you to do a thousand different things. You don't have to do it. Uh, he did it. And so for whatever reason, he felt like it was necessary to apologize. And maybe again, and if so, then we're just talking... Without knowledge here, maybe there was things happening behind the scenes that he did feel like he needed to apologize for. Maybe he did lead her on. Maybe maybe there's some of that that we never watched that happened in the fantasy suite because that's what was continued to be referenced. I don't think yeah. it was because that yeah. was never really clearly brought up. But for whatever reason, he felt like, hey, I need to apologize to this person. Uh, I, I did her unfairly. And so... Like you said, I think Avon's a man of his word. I think, I, from what we know and have seen, he's a good dude. So he felt like it was the 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 right thing to do. And so I say, okay, cool. I just still, I guess, as a viewer, I'm going, why did you? And now I'm here again, making assumptions of why he felt like he had to. And I think that hurts Rachel more than it hurts Avon because what we saw last night, we're like, Avon, you have nothing to apologize for.
0: Well, I, I think the simple answer is. I just feel like he's too good. Like he's just like a good person who was like, oh my gosh, I hurt somebody's feelings. And when I hurt somebody's feelings, I apologize for that. Yeah.
7: Yeah. Well, that's fair. Um, I just, it felt like bachelor nation was very much, as you said, it felt like 90% was on the side of even, um, this was just unfortunate. You guys weren't on the same page. That's fair. Uh, Maybe it needed to end because you weren't on the same page and you didn't have the same interest. Uh, but this whole scenario last night uh, felt like he was made out to be a villain, or at least tried to. At least tried had a villain, to. a villain moment, and it w- was unnecessary. It didn't fit. It didn't sit. I don't know anybody today waking up being like that. Avon guy, like he's just the worst. Uh, that it just felt like the the show misread it, and it felt like the whole scenario was awkward.
0: But you think you think that it was different than Jason last week because because Avon was saying that he was emotionally like ready to take this on, and like Jason was saying that like he wasn't there yet.
7: Yeah, I think the okay. difference is Avon was like, "I still want to be here with you. Like, I, I'm not asking to leave, and I'm not breaking up with you. I actually, I'm gonna fight to be here for you." Uh, and so Avon was just saying, "Hey, but if you're wanting a proposal at the end of this, I don't know if I'm the man to give it to you." Uh, but I do believe is I'm the man that can be alongside of you past this show where Jason was like, I'm just not ready, which he's yeah. pretty much saying I'm just not that into you. Like we're getting to the end here yeah. and I'm seeing this. I'm like, I don't even want to be with you at the end of this. Yeah. Where Avon's like, please keep me here. Uh, just to let you know, you know, we're a week or so away from the end of this. And this is where I'm at right now. What
0: keeps baby skin healthy? For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand.
4: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
5: Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll it.
4: Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene.
9: I have on the business. I understand now.
4: Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage
6: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: What's funny is I thought they could have given Avon like a bachelor edit. You know, I feel like the fandom. Right. The fandom would be down for him to be the bachelor, but it wasn't even like they were going with that angle.
7: Jessica hasn't watched one episode this season. She came in last night. As he was on TV, and she goes, "He's the next Bachelor, right?" And I was like, yeah. "Why?" And she's like, "He's he's like good looking, he's go-
0: he's gorgeous, and, and so sweet, sweet, and, so and he's whole, like yeah. being
7: very kind." And well, like, what, who else do they have? And I was like, "I, I actually, I'm I'm with you, hun. Like, this dude should be the next Bachelor. Like, I think it would be a huge win for the show." Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who's making those decisions anymore, but I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be like meatball or somebody will be chosen like, what what's happening now um this is just one know. big craziness meatball. Um, all right ash walk us through uh the tino just because we're backing with the t we're going to compare this with the tino scenario the tino's hometown or i guess meeting of the parents
0: so with with tino everything kind of just goes hunky-dory it's pretty great. Rachel's dad is an intimidating dude, but he's like, Rachel, I like you. He's like, Tino, we're, we're, we're cool. Let's do this. Um, their only issue that they could bring up with Tino is the fact that like, when it comes to his construction job, he often can work on one building for years, long, t- long term. and that may not jive with her situation as a pilot. But if that's the if that's the only problem they have with them, it's pretty good. Yeah,
7: <laughs> I mean there there was <laughs> like there's just no depth to this. Uh, but interaction. Well, I don't
0: know. There was like a little bit because I think that like her dad is hard on guys, and he just seemed to jive with him right away.
7: Yeah, that's fair. So that was
0: nice to see. And like I don't know necessarily that there needs to be like any heaviness to it as no. if there's like um, just like a good vibe going on. I think that's a good first meeting.
7: It was a good first meeting. I, I guess it all threw me off when teen, when this whole thing gets brought up about uh, hometowns and the dad's asking him, you know, why were your, was your family not yeah. supportive? All of Rachel wants is a supportive family and Tino's response is, I don't really know. We talked about sports.
0: Oh, that's right. But, you know, that's what some guys have with their dads. That's just sometimes the depth of their relationship, which is like, obviously, I'm not encouraging that to be the only thing that you talk about with your dad. But I'm just saying that's the reality of the situation is that a lot of guys don't get deep with other men.
7: That's fair. But even on this environment, like, you would think that you would talk about something. I mean, I guess what I'm confused by, Ashley, is Tino's dad was so anti-Rachel to her face and so anti this environment that you would think that he would have said something to Tino. If he felt so strongly to say it to Rachel, then why not say it to your son? Uh, that's what Listen, I'm confused by.
0: I'm not even confused by Tino's dad. Tino's dad, based on his social media activity, which, by the way, guys, if you're not not caught up, he basically comments on each episode and he like talks on Rachel with each episode. Like, last night he was complaining about, like, her crying so much or something like that. The guy just wants attention. This guy is just, like, he loves that he has a spotlight on him. That's the only reason why he'd be, like, so outspoken. I don't think that it's Rachel. I think he was going to create drama in any way. He is the new Barb. He is uh, the Barb version. But I also think, like, (laughs) I think Barb, in hindsight... Was being protective and maybe not like going after spotlight. Right.
7: Not everything. Not everything Barb was saying was like,
0: ouch. No, because she loved, remember how she loved Angel Hannah Ann. So it's like she did like, she just had opinions with this guy. He just wants to hate. He's just like an internet troll who got a little spotlight.
7: You know, what's really awkward is he's ruining the show.
0: Oh, he's spoiling it.
7: Yeah, because... To a certain extent. If, I mean, Tino's the last one left. And Tino's dad is hating on Rachel. So... Probably. What does that tell us?
0: That tells us that they're probably not together. And or we, if between- they are,
7: this is a really bad family dynamic right
0: now. <laughs> it's so bad. This has made him a from his family, probably. But between the scenes to the next episode and what his dad continues to say, yeah, it doesn't look good for the two of them. That's for
7: sure. No. No, this is not. This is not going down a good path. Um, I just, I yeah, I don't have much to comment on that because I think it's just very inappropriate. Uh, I think it's hard for parents to, and family to be invited into the show when hometowns happen. I think it's really inappropriate when parents um, publicly do things that can possibly hurt their child as their child tries to navigate these waters. And I get very, yeah. I get very frustrated with that because. That's just the parents are overstepping their bounds, Um, I would say. And I'd say it's it's Tino's dad's face. Stay off of Facebook. You ain't getting any more popular because you're (laughs) commenting. Your flame is about to go away.
0: All right. So wait, let's before we wrap with Rachel, which was predominantly the, the chunk of the episode. Let's just let's talk about those scenes for the next episode because we do only have one guy left for her. It's Tino. And we knew she like we really knew last week she was going to end up with Tino, which also like kind of makes me feel like the whole even thing was like a big like over exaggeration. Like she just didn't want him to leave because she said to him, I'm falling in love with you. And she said to Tino, I am in love with you. It was like so different. We knew that she was going to pick Tino. Um, but anyway, th- 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 so there's one guy left. And in the scenes, we see that she says like, oh, my God, Gabby, how exciting this is. We get to. Um, get engaged today to the loves of our lives. Like they're perfect men. We're getting engaged. Like yeah, Rachel is very, very focused on the engagement. And then we see her and Tino in like a big fight. And if I'm using my bachelor senses, the fight looks like it may have occurred at a different time and place just because they look a little different. Tino's hair is a little longer. Yeah. So possibly they do get engaged, and then this fight is afterward a la a Becca and Ari or a Hannah and Jed. So we'll see. Um, But we'd still get no previews of like a knee down or anything like that for either of the girls. We see Gabby. We only see Gabby at the altar, you know, in her dress waiting for a man to approach i thought we no we saw rachel we do we see rachel at a like altar situation yeah she's in a white oh maybe it's just because i keep thinking about gabby's adorable like mexican themed dress
7: (laughs) oh yeah but no rachel was there (laughs) rachel was okay
0: okay 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 uh so based on the scenes in the next episode do you take anything away that i missed
7: uh no i think you're spot on i think we can assume that something happened uh, which would make a lot of sense for again why Tino's dad is outspoken against Rachel. Um, we can assume that uh, based on the facial expressions uh, that Gabby's still very happy. Um, that I can we? Gabby seemed very happy last night when she. You saw, mean
0: yeah? In the little square, the yellow yeah. square. Okay, that's like a whole other thing we should talk about. Okay, dive night's episode, into it. Last night's episode, we saw the girl's facial expressions throughout almost the entire show this little yellow box where we got a live feed of them watching themselves now it's fun in the certain in the sense that like we get to see like all the reactions right we get to see like how they are watching this back you're looking for all these um Like, body language signs that'll give us teasers as to what's to come. But at the same time, it might be, like, a little, like, that's fun to try to figure out somebody's facial expressions. You know, I do that here when they come on the show and I, like, try to say the guy's name and see if they smile. But it's also, like, a little spoiling because we see the entire time that Rachel looks miserable. She didn't crack a smile. Okay, maybe she cracked a smile, but she cracked fake smiles whenever Rachel would smile you knew it was like so for the cameras most for the most part she's she watched that episode with a straight face if not a frowny face like that is not a happy girl right now that is not a girl who wants to like next week to happen You know what I mean? You know, like when you have something that you dread and you're just like, oh my god, that day it's there, it's lingering, and I'm dreading it. Like I'm count like I'm savoring every hour until we get to that day. I feel like that's how she feels about the finale. So yeah, I don't think her and Tino are together anymore, but we'll see. And then Ben Ben mentions that Gabby's smiling the entire time. I think Gabby is overall just a little bit more happy go lucky in comparison to Rachel, but I wouldn't say she looks her happiest.
7: (sighs) Yeah, I guess I read it as Gabby was trying. I mean,
0: in comparison.
7: Yeah, I I read it as Gabby was trying to be there for Rachel last night. If Gabby was very happy knowing what this episode looked like to Rachel and she was just like, ah, this is all good for me. Sorry, buddy. Like sucks for you. Like she said, she made the comment when I'm a good, when you're a good friend, when you're actually friends with somebody, when they hurt, you hurt. And she already knows some sweet. how this plays out. So I just, I, didn't, I mean, I think Gabby's fine. She seemed oh, very at peace, very confident. I mean, look at the end of the episode, Ashley. If you haven't got a chance, go watch the very end of the episode where Jesse's signing off and the two bachelorettes are standing there. Tell me which one you, ex- if you didn't know anything about this season and you looked at that scene, you're like, which oh. one seems happy and which one doesn't?
0: One seems like she's still happy she got the experience, and one seems that she was, like, wish she never did this. That's what I'm thinking. I think Gabby, like, she's also on Dancing with the Stars. She's still getting, like, cool opportunities from this. I don't know that she's... I think she's just happy to be there, even if she's not happy in a relationship. That's just my interpretation of it, but I also, just to pick up a little body uh, language cue, when we went into the scene of Eric clarifying to Gabby that he wasn't also ready for an engagement. I saw Rachel put her hand on Gabby as if like, I'm here for you for this now. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into Eric and Gabby. Yeah. Let's take a quick break before that. All right. We'll be right back. What keeps baby skin healthy? For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand.
4: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
5: Jean. Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it.
4: Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with.
9: So you ride the books, Gene. the last lost the business. I understand now.
6: Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: So, the Eric and Gabby situation. Ashley, how is this situation different than Avon and Rachel? Because Eric pretty much does and says something very similar. Is I can't. Well, first off, the the whole date itself, very sweet, up until the moment where they're kissing and she's like, I can't wait, and blah blah blah. And then he says, he says a line, the music stops. It gets super awkward just the watching on television where he's like, <laughs> um, like, can't wait to just like be with you after this or something. Like he hinted at not proposing to her then and she like date
0: you in the real world or something. Yeah, helping.
7: date you in the real world and she pulled back yeah and was like, Oh no, what
0: date Uh,
7: me (laughs) but then but then it felt like there was like a um, a mutual understanding I don't know for a while but then it kind of ended abruptly and Gabby was upset so I guess two questions for you Ashley what made this different than Avon and why did it not feel as contentious and then where do you think this goes and what do you think we're actually watching
0: Okay, so I think it's probably different than Avon. Once again, I do think that like Avon has like a certain like warmth and wonderful communication style. I think we've seen the communication between Gabby and Eric not be always perfect before. So now here's like another moment. Then I also think it's different because he's her final one. He was the one who made a big point last week about her not wanting to really do fantasy suites with the other guys. And now here he is as the final guy after exchanging I love you's and like okay, this is gonna be happily ever after with us to um, oh yeah, like I'm the last guy and I still don't really want to propose to you. So that's the that's the difference, I think. She doesn't really have any other options on the table. But I I also think it's the communication thing. It's just like, wait a second. What? Another time that we have not seen eye to eye? Another time that you haven't told me exactly how you feel? Fair. Yeah. Uh, Well, the family, like, we also, we breezed over the family situation. The family liked him. What is the, I, you know, Gabby's family just seems super sweet. And like, they're going to be supportive either way. Grandpa had already met him. I don't know that grand. I mean grandpa says that he likes him. I don't think grandpa's totally sold.
7: Yeah. <laughs> I well. don't think
0: grandpa's totally sold. I think he was like Eric, Eric the guy that I met, he's the final one. This this is also me assuming what's going on in grandpa's mind, whatever. I'm just assuming. But to me the entire time I have not been sold on Eric for her. I have not been. I we had that one moment at his house where I was like, "Oh, this is so emotional and bonding." But other than that, I don't know. I don't really feel it.
7: <laughs> I uh, When it comes to Grandpa John, I think he is handling this situation just like any family member should. He's supportive. He's asking good questions. He's making sure that he's seeing the situation for what it is. But he's also not stepping in the way of stuff that he doesn't know anything about. Like He's not stepping in the way of a process or he's not stepping in the way of Gabby's feelings. He's listening and he's saying, hey, I'm just happy that my Gabby, my dingbat... Is so yeah. like is so good right now. Uh, you know this Eric guy. He's he. If Gabby is is into him and he's into her, then like my own personal opinions of what she should be dating doesn't really matter because yeah. it's making her happy. Grandpa John has handled from last season to this season the show perfectly. I mean, he's gone on dates and he's been funny and he's laughing. He's been himself. He's gone to hometowns and now to family visits. And he he still just a, he, you can tell he has wisdom under his belt that's what comes with age I think if you let it and yeah. uh I think he shined I don't think you'd ever get out of him if he wasn't into eric or not I don't think that I
5: don't
7: I, I I think if he had like some big red flags maybe but just like his own personal preference based on what he knows in a very short period of time I just don't think he seems like the type of guy that would be outspoken on stuff he does not know much about
0: you're, that was so well put, Ben. So well put. Oh, cool. How do you feel about Eric and Gabby? I keep saying that like I'm not sold on Eric, but I don't hear about what you think about Eric.
7: Yeah, I think... That I Actually, I'm a fan of it. Uh, I think up until this point, I didn't know really Eric's feelings towards Gabby. Uh, I'm very interested. I think I'll be able to tell you confidently, obviously, after next week. I just... I, I want Eric and it comes to this relationship, if he's really into Gabby to show that he's really into Gabby, um, you know, to, to say it, to show it, it doesn't feel like any of the guys really in the final six are like intentionally pursuing the bachelorette other than Tino. Tino seemed very Mm -hmm. confident and sold out. You know, you might like it or not, but he seems very confident that Rachel is the person for him Nobody else on either side is like really that like I can't imagine a day without you type emotion, Uh, which usually we see. We see tears with people getting broken up with. We see tears in these final weeks because people are so like their hearts are breaking because they're so in love. We're not seeing that. This just feels like all these people are out there like a love island just to kind of date and see if they end up at the end together. Yeah. Which, again, I'm okay with. I just want to know what we missed this season or what the Bachelorettes missed or what the cast members missed where, like, everybody's so okay not really diving into these relationships. Because, yeah, like, Eric and Gabby seem great together, but we don't know much about how he feels yet. Only thing we know now is that he's not... He's, like, wants to date her, which is cool, too, but...
0: I just keep thinking with Eric, she keeps saying... I feel so like honored to be loved yeah. by a man like Eric. Yeah. This repeats over and over again, and I'm like, okay, I don't see like necessarily the character that you're talking about based on you know on the show. No. Not to say that it doesn't exist, it's just like I haven't really like seen why he's so incredible. Like I can kind of, I would be okay with Rachel saying that about Avon. Yeah, that would make sense to me, but like I don't I haven't seen anything with with Eric.
7: No, I would say... And it's just like, Gabby,
0: you too. Like, he should be saying, like, I can't believe that a girl like Gabby would want to be with me.
7: Yeah. Yeah. I'm so lucky. Um, Yeah. yeah, I I agree. It was also weird. Maybe I was just reading into it. When she came to the door, he, like, tried to kiss her on the cheek. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, but that that feels, like, odd for somebody you're in love with is, like, when you haven't seen them in a few days and they show up to your door and you... You give him a little kiss on the cheek. Uh, yeah, eh, I don't know. Just a small note. Well,
0: okay, no, totally.
7: Leading into next week, Ashley, uh, we've now have all the family visits completed. Uh, we had the episode last night where it was like semi live, semi filmed. I, I I don't know. I I don't know if people enjoy. I don't know nowadays if people just really enjoy hating on the show. If that's why they watch it or if like, they really just didn't enjoy last night's episode. But it feels like for the last couple of weeks, people are more negative towards the whole show and not just towards like the villain, which used to be the case. Uh, I don't know if that will change. I don't know where we go from here when it comes to the show, but it felt like last night's episode kind of missed or majorly missed on, on a lot of the topics that were being done. Uh, and it just kind of felt like, again, I, I, I watched it, and I could be wrong. And, and and I preface this with saying that Jesse, I think, has done a great job. I felt like last night, Jesse Palmer was un, uh, was not believable. I didn't watch him and go, you are the um, unbiased console and host of this show who is helping clarify things that are unclarifiable to the viewer. I feel like last night he had an agenda that he was probably um, given, and he was trying to get us to complete that and to believe in this agenda. And I just don't think it worked. Which made me go, I, I don't know. I, 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 as a result, about halfway through those little like live breakouts, I was like, I don't even need to watch this. Like, this is just this is bogus to me.
0: Okay, yeah, I will say that there were moments where I was like, that question definitely came from an earpiece.
7: Yeah, it felt off. So we do look forward to next week. Uh, there's a lot to break down. I, I'm interested in what this whole Tino Rachel scenario looks like. I want them both happy. Uh, I'm still in uh, in the camp of both of them. I don't think this was Rachel's best episode. I don't think... I think we're really confused on why she handled the things she did the way she did. But I want them both walking out of this happy. And so let's see if that leads last week. The only reason I would say I think they're both doing okay is because there's no way they would have a teaser that dramatic and that full of tears unless this ends with a happy ending. Or they're just... No. You don't think?
0: I I don't think that Rachel's happy based on her facial expressions. I can't do it. I can't do it. But you might be right about Gabby. And I hope so. And then what's up with
7: this interactive fan experience that's going to change everything? What do you think that is?
0: Interact? Oh, my God. OMG. This just popped in my head when you asked the question. I think that maybe they'll do a vote on who should be bachelor.
7: Perfect. Love it. I think they should. Why not? They should. Let's bring bachelor nation in.
0: They'd have to like have these guys contracted and all ready to go. And then they'd have to be like, okay, of these four guys, who do you want to be the bachelor?
7: That would be the best thing ever.
0: That would be sick. Oh my God. Let's go.
7: Let's go. You heard it here first on the almost famous podcast we believe that they are going to let us vote on who will be the next bachelor. And that to us sounds like a great idea. Hey, Ashley, it's time for bachelor headlines. We have a lot of them today. Um, So let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to break down all the things going on in bachelor nation. It's a lot.
0: What keeps baby skin healthy? a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand.
4: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: First headline is this. Bachelor Nation's Nate, who was with at one point uh, Michelle, admits the way he broke up with Michelle Young was a, and I quote, dick move. This is according to E.
0: Okay, so Nate was on... Nick's podcast last week and he really spilled a lot of guts I read a lot of the articles that recapped the podcast sorry my friend Nick I did not listen (laughs) but Nate said these are the big quotes that came out of it okay he said his relationship with her was rough. There were a lot of ups and downs, a lot of arguments and fights and not really clicking, not really seeing eye to eye. There was a moment in January where like they almost basically broke up and they got through. And then there was a whole bunch of controversy, speculation about what was going on when they attended Wango Tango, which was actually like with us, you know, it was an iHeart thing Um Basically, they were not broken up at Wango Tango. That was a trip where they were gonna like celebrate her birthday. They were gonna like, go to the concert, but things are really rocky. And he even admits he's like, you go and watch press interviews of us at like the concert. I am not really present. Like you can just tell I'm not present because things are really awkward. He said they were having really deep conversations about like their compatibility at this point. And they end up breaking up finally, or he kind of breaks up with her over a phone call. And this is after Wango Tango. The phone call was about them going to CMA Fest in Nashville the following week. And they're like both at airports and they're trying to figure out their schedule. And she says hey, if we're not doing CMA Fest this next week, we have to give them a reason why. And then he goes, I just blurted out, we're not doing CMAs because I can't be with you anymore. (gasps) He goes, so yeah, I broke up with her over the phone, which is a dick move. Uh, Yeah, so... He also continues to talk about how, like, she says she said to us and she said to Caitlin on her podcast that she was blindsided by the split. But he goes, I don't know how you could feel blindsided um, when, like, there were just so many conversations about our incompatibility, how we almost broke up so many times. Um, but she keep but he then says, like you can't tell somebody how to feel. So if that's how she felt, I can't take that away from her. But I know that the reality of it is that this wasn't our first time talking about the breakup.
7: Cool. Wow, that's
0: hard heavy stuff.
7: heavy stuff. I mean, <laughs> the phone, I don't know. I've broken up with somebody over the phone before. I've been broken up with over the phone before. Uh, I Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not a good move. It's not the best move, but breaking up in general is just so weird and hard and difficult that if you can even get to the point of doing it, I'm like, all right, now there's better ways to do it than others. So, uh, he did spill his beans. If you want to hear the whole thing, you can listen to Nick's podcast. Next headline is this. This one is, um, has made a lot of headlines this week. And I know, uh, yeah, it's it feels like it did not become as prevalent of a story as it would have a year ago. And I don't know why. But here's the headline. The bachelor at Star, Eric, who is still with Gabby, apologized for blackface photo from high school yearbook. This according to deadline.
0: Yeah. So in the high school yearbook, he's 29, so do the math. It was, you know, oh, a decade ago basically, that there was a picture of him dressed up.
7: I think it's a Jim. I think it's a Jimi Hendrix. Uh, oh, Jimi
0: Hendrix costume or something. Yeah. Okay. And the quote next to it is, it was swell. There's like really no context. It looks like pro- it was like, obviously, obviously it was a costume. Um, But he goes, so it, it started circulating on the internet. People were like, this is, this is Eric from the bachelor in his yearbook a decade ago. Um, So, he apologized. He went on Instagram and said, "I wholeheartedly apologize for the insensitive photo of me in blackface from my high school yearbook that has been circulating. What I thought at the time was, uh, um, yeah, a representation of my love for Jimi-, Jimi Hendrix. It was nothing but ignorance. I was naive to the, I was naive to the hurtful impl- implications of my actions to the black community and those closest to me." And I will forever regret my offensive and damaging behavior. I am deeply ashamed by my actions and understand that my apology is only the first step in taking accountability
7: uh It's interesting to me outside of all this that a yearbook would put it in the yearbook i mean this isn't Very just a strange. photo this is some like there was editors and there was a school approval where this picture was posted in the yearbook um you know which might make make us ask more questions, but uh, that's the headline. He has apologized uh, again. If I wouldn't be on those bachelor like scoop pages, I would have never known this was happening. This is I don't know if that's a telling fact of where the bachelor's at today or if it's just the way things are, but it is a big deal.
0: It I think what you're saying her if I'm reading between the lines is we had this huge controversy huge with um rachel yeah. and matt you know with her at yeah. a plant you know in a, at a plantation in a dress and yeah. then this doesn't make huge headlines this doesn't rock is that the just interesting to
7: me like why yeah. mm-hmm. the, the question would be why well anyways uh new dancing with the stars competitor gabby bachelorette gabby reflects on her bachelorette experience as rachel sends love from afar this is according to people
0: so obviously she's very excited um, about being on Dancing with the Stars. She says it's going to be different in a good way. She says she feels le- uh, she feels lucky enough to have this momentum. I think I grew so much over the past two seasons that now I really get to challenge myself in a different way. I think there's going to be a lot of actual vulnerability that comes with this position because nobody knows what they're doing. Um, plus you have to perform live so she says she feels like she's had good building blocks for this.
7: It's going to be interesting to watch Gabby on Dancing with the Stars. We will be watching. It's going to be streaming this year and streaming only. Alfonso Ribeiro joins Tyra Banks as a host. The the cast list looks pretty good to me. Surprising
4: because, uh,
7: yeah, um, you know, it is streaming. I thought they would streaming. have a little drop off, but this is a pretty good. Group of people compared to what they've been able to get in the past. And we'll be rooting on Gabby uh, from at least the comfort of my couch at home. Jared
0: and I were saying that yesterday. We were like, wow, this cast is really great for the switchover.
7: Exactly. Well, uh, big headline this week is Bachelor at Season 12 alum James McCoy Taylor. Arrested for oh, DU, <laughs> yeah, DWI <laughs> and carrying a weapon. This, according to Us Weekly. Ashley, what's happening here? Uh, Somewhere in year two, he was with an 18-year-old girl, I believe, right?
0: Exactly. Um, Well, James Taylor has a whole bunch of tweets if you want to read his response to the arrest. But right now, we are just going to respond. uh, We are just going to tell you the facts (laughs) that we have from Us Weekly. Um, So, yes, he was arrested uh, at the College Point Police Station that's because he was in a college area uh he was actually supposedly driving a girl back to her dorm an 18-year-old back to her dorm um when he was pulled over for a drunk driving and then while the car was being searched a a weapon was found in the car uh he i believe he says that it was his his dad's um But yeah, so he was released on bond and he has been held under two separate um, accounts. One was a $2,000 fine for his DWI and then there was a $4,000 bond for his possession of a firearm. And uh, yeah, that's uh, all we can really share right now.
7: (laughs) Yeah, I'm reading his tweets as we speak.
0: Yeah, like I, I... They're yeah yeah.
7: I mean yeah they're, you can read them for what you want um,
0: he says that he thinks the girl was of age I mean 18 like I, I do believe like she's of age it just looks like pretty bad to be I mean she's not of drinking age but of like conceptual consent and we don't want to even we that's I'm just again we don't know what they were doing together in the car he was with an 18 year old driving her back to the dorm that's all we know um, it just is a bad look. This <laughs> is a bad look.
7: Yeah. I mean, he's trying
0: well, but he's drunk driving and yeah. that's the, that's he's a trying real to, issue here
7: on Twitter. He's just trying to get everybody. Like he said, people are going to hate. I'm sure they are, but he's trying to just convince people of another story. You can read it. Uh, but as far as we know, he got a DWI. He was arrested. He did pee by his truck. He did admit to that at least. Uh, and that's all the headlines we have for your day. So Ashley, we'll be back next week breaking down uh the final finale of this season. It's it's the be,
0: final finale. <laughs> it's gonna
7: be three hours. Um People
0: uh, are talking about the three uh, hours uh, yeah, and how a, they can possibly do three hours after we see that both girls only have one guy left.
7: Yeah, I don't know. I, I it's gonna be something. But it is going to be airing next week. We are going to be watching. We're going to be reading on both Bachelorettes. Until next time, I've been Ben.
0: I've been Ashley. See ya. Follow the Ben and Ashley I, almost famous
3: podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
4: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
5: Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good.
4: But be careful.